This is Infinite Spaghetti, episode 11. Today's special guest, Twisted Tug. There'll be a lot of twisting. There'll be a lot of tugs going on. This is Infinite Spaghetti, a guided tour of the cosplay and creative archives with your host, Ethan Minsker. Part of the Project Nerd Podcast Network. Thank you for having me. This is, I'm living another lifetime dream. You can check off my bucket list, Infinite Spaghetti. I am on infinite spaghetti. <laughs> I mean, we're broadcast through the known universe, the unknown universe, all the dimensions. I am Twisted Tug. I'm an artist. I, I just started sculpting recently. I've always worked. I work for interior designers. I work for advertising agencies. It was always kind of illustrations. And in the last few years, I've become passionate about sculpting. And what I did is I turned the sculpting. Uh, one Halloween a few years ago, I turned the sculpting onto dolls. And I was trying to make creepy little dolls as Halloween decorations. They were coming out so good, I just started keeping them. And I started hoarding these dolls because I couldn't part with them. Um, until a few years ago when I just didn't have any more room left. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to put up a site on Instagram and Facebook, and I'm going to see if anybody would like to get one of these dolls. So that's what I'm doing now. Uh, Twisted Tug Studios, I make appalling and horrific dolls. They're usually of a horrific nature. Right now I'm doing a series called Dead Rock Stars. I do serial killers, and I do horror movie icons. As far as I know, I'm the only guy doing this out there. I'm loving it. I have the opportunity to do this full-time now, so I'm actually selling art full-time. Did you have a background in art? Always. My, my whole life, I was just the, the creative type. I did uh, reproduction paintings for interior decorators. I worked in local magazines in New York and Miami. I worked for the Sun Post magazine in Miami Beach. So it was always illustrative. I've always done illustrations and stuff. Art, obviously, anyone that knows art is a very inconsistent field. It's very hard to work full-time in the art field. This kind of happened just uh, unintentionally. I just started sculpting these dolls. Actually, I found a career doing what I loved. I, I started sculpting, and the best way I can explain these things is props. It's like Annabelle's and Chucky's and just creepy little dolls that I just love to do. As I said, was going to just keep them. I was just going to just keep these and put them around my house. And I actually found that people wanted to buy these. So I thought, okay, I, like I said, I'm, I'm an artist at heart. I'm learning how to be a businessman, but I'm really just an artist that wants to put out a great product. And if people like this stuff, all, all the better. So I just started cranking these things out. I'm up to three or five a week now. I'm hand sculpting everything. There's no molds. There's no casts. I'm making old ventriloquist puppets at this point um, are the easiest to work with because they have harder heads and they have just cloth bodies that really want to concentrate on the, on the sculpt of the head. So the ventriloquist puppets work great. They don't make ventriloquist puppets anymore. So I'm finding these old Willie Talks, if you're familiar with them, from the 1970s, Charlie McCarthy's from the 1970s. And sometimes I can leave the puppet operational where you can still talk if I don't sculpt over the mouth. But most of the time I'll go right over the face and I'll do a sculpt of this and they they're about 25 inches, little ones, and they go up to 30 inches. I'm, like I said, I'm just doing different personalities, different. I do the serial killer lines. I do clowns. They're very popular, too. Creepy clowns. So I actually have different categories of clowns. There's killer clowns. I call them uh, carnage clowns, which maybe sometimes they have some brain matter exposed or their faces ripped off. And then I have the classic clowns. There's actually nothing creepier than a 1910, 1920s clown. If you want to Google those old clowns, those vaudeville clowns, those are some some, some creepy creeps. Those are some. So I try to I try to do that. I usually age my dolls too. I have little techniques I'll do to age the dolls. Look, you maybe pulled it out of an old attic after decades. And I don't really like anything that looks new. And you'll see a lot of dolls I do. Everything's retro. Everything's a throwback. I don't really do a lot of contemporary horror. I've done Michael Myers. I've done Annabelle. I've done Billy from Dead Silence. But most of the dolls, my favorite horror genre is the '70s: The Exorcist, The Shining, Jaws. 
all those 70s iconic movies are what fuels me to produce these dolls and to kind of stay in that genre. I'm going to show you my crappy one right now. Where is he? Oh, there he is. Oh, it oh, kind of works, even though he's like kind of falling apart. He's doing the robot. At this point, we brought up his Instagram page. Twisted underscore tugs underscore studio. So I'm guessing like the Jim Morrison one here, like that one is one of those where the mouth doesn't doesn't move. See by looking at some of them. And I'll always say in my description, this one's fully operational and this one is just for display only. Yeah, Jim Morrison, we needed we needed his mouth. Jim Morrison had a distinctive mouth, so we, we I, I needed to sculpt over that. Charlie, there's Charlie Manson. What I heard you explain in one of these, the weekly videos that you do, is that people were trying to order multiples of these dolls, and, and instead you were like, these are one-of-a-kind pieces of art. Like, it, it takes it, you it about a week to do three of them. Can you talk a little about that? It's frustrating because hard to explain what I do, and it's only me. I know my, I'm called Twisted Tug Studio. I'm the only guy in the studio. So sometimes it gets so frustrating because somebody will comment, oh, these dolls are really cool and everything. And then somebody will say, yeah, but they're out of stock. Well, first of all, there's no they. It's just me. And there's no stock because these are one and done. You wouldn't say Van Gogh is out of stock with the blue room. So I'll create one doll and I'll sculpt it and I'll paint it and I'll put it out there. And that was it. And that's the one doll. And it's there's no stock. I've done Charles Manson more than once. And if something, if somebody really loves something, I'll try to do it. But even if I do it again, it's not the same sculpt it's painted differently it's sculpted differently it's just my fat italian hands here doing all the work so there's no stock at twisted tugs like you said i'm making trying to make three to five a week a doll takes about a week i sculpt have to wait for the clay to dry actually i can show you so here's really talk this is the actual box from the 1970s i actually just got this today and they don't use obviously they don't usually come in the boxes because they're so old so 19 i'm going to say what 1972 1972, what boy or girl would want this? And what do we got in here? Now, he, this guy usually had clothes on. I've stripped him naked. And this is what one of the bases of the dolls that I use. So this one's Willie Talk, and I'll usually use Charlie McCarthy. Willie Talk's 25 inches, and Charlie McCarthy's a little bit bigger for the bigger guys. I'll do 30 inches. And they have a little string in the back of their neck. And you, this one's, they're all broken because they're so old. But And he's supposed to talk. Sometimes they talk. It's better when they don't. Sometimes they talk. And these just work really great. I don't have to worry about the cloth body getting damaged or hurt in shipping. They're easy to dress. And all I really care about is this, this head. And this, for some reason, the clay that I use really takes well to these plastic heads. Sometimes they're broken. I have to fix this part. I usually glue the mouth shut if they're not going to be operational. And then I'll sculpt over this. Here's actually a Manson in progress. There's another Manson. I always write the name just so I don't forget. So this is this is stage one. So then I start to take the clay and I'll start to sculpt the likeness of whoever I'm doing over this. I didn't finish the bottom half of him yet. Here's a Charlie McCarthy. This one's going to be a evil clown. This is the bigger 30 inch Rachel at this moment. Again, with the sculpt that goes right over the face we're sculpting sometimes i'll leave a little bit of the doll there just the cheeks and stuff and sometimes i'll just go right over the whole doll and sculpt a whole new face so that's the first stage is the sculpting after the sculpting's done i'm going to sand it then i'll sand the doll and try to get it as smooth as i can and then the paint goes on and then i'll paint this after the paint goes on some dolls use a wig some i'll actually sculpt the hair and then we we clothe them i have a jack nicholson in front of me so this is Jack Nicholson from The Shining. 
and bashed your brains. And so this is Jack Nicholson. So Jack Nicholson, where's Willie? So this is what he started off as. And this is what, this is, this is Jack now. Jack actually is fully operational. So I can talk. And I, like I said, The Shining is one of my most favorite movies. I love Jack Nicholson. And it's kind of fun for me just to kind of see how close I can actually get these little guys to look like him. And the fun part is I use a lot of eBay because I don't sew. So I have to try to find as many, as much as the costumes and the clothes as I can, or pre-made, or I can enhance it. So to find Jack Nicholson's little red jacket, you know, for a six-month-old. These are six-month-old babies. It's the same size. And his flannel shirt. And to get the Jack Nicholson little work boots. That's kind of fun, actually, to try to find all the little components and the pieces. Let me show you his wife, Shelly Duvall. I can't part with her or Jack. I've made $100, probably altogether in the last few years, I probably made two or $300. And in the last year, since I started the site and selling them, I've made 100 I could not part with her. She had this really crazy outfit on in the shiny. She had like these thermal underwear with Timberland boots on. And then she threw like this apron over it. It was just crazy. And she always had, if you're familiar with The Shining, there's a lot of scenes where Shelly Duvall is smoking a cigarette. And there's one scene where she's talking with Danny's doctor. The cigarette needs to be flicked. And the ashes on the cigarette are so long in that scene that it's the most horrifying scene in all The Shining because you're just like, flick the cigarette! Anyway, I love Shelly Duvall. And this is, this is a, one of the very rare dolls because she actually has glass eyes. And sometimes, obviously, if you put the glass eyes in the sculpt, they look a little froggy because, you know, there's not a lot. But Shelly Duvall looked a little froggy so it just it really lent to her whole Danny it lent to her whole look it's like that perfect like red where it looks like she's been screaming and crying she's so cry she's had a rough night you know she had a she had a rough night they're not getting along in the hotel Jack Nicholson actually was quoted in hand of all the actors he's ever worked with no one ever worked harder on a movie than Shelley Duvall I think she basically obviously she's not well these days I think that movie pushed her over the edge. She really was crying and screaming through that whole movie, take after take after take. And I think that actually, yeah, those, those were probably real tears. If I could ask, like, how much do you charge for these dolls? Like, what is the price range of these? Started out not knowing if anybody would even want these painting ventriloquist puppets. I just thought I would post a couple for sale and immediately people started buying them. So I started like, oh, I don't know, 200? The more they sold, the more people would tell me that, you know, you could charge, could probably charge a little more, which the dolls themselves cost because they're old and they're hard to find. So the dolls themselves run from 50 to 100 just for the doll, just to get the doll bodies, 50 to $100. Obviously, once you get the wigs, might be 20. The clothes might be 20. The shoes might be 10. There's a lot of cost concurred to make a doll. Now, because I've been doing this a year and I have my faithful high roller customers, I've noticed, too, that when someone buys a doll, they usually don't buy just the one. They usually get a little bit of a bug and they, wanna, they want them all. And I've actually had to tell people, hey, can we maybe just, can we give some other people a chance? And right now, there's a few of those guys that I can up the prices a little bit because there are... I don't do eBay, but there are bidding wars behind the scenes that, hey, if you ever make a Morrison, you know, it's mine. And then three people will say that. Hey, if you ever make a Morrison, it's mine. So I can say, okay, I'm going to say they range right now from the clowns you can get for about $200. The bigger dolls, I'll show you a, a doll, a bigger, one of the bigger dolls, um, they go for a little bit more money, maybe in the $700 range that I've sold some big ones for. And the little ones go from about three, three to four fifty-five. Let's say three to five. Believe it or not, I have three dolls right now that are in the Capro Gallery in Santa Monica. Proud as hell that I'm, these dolls are actually in art galleries. Capro Gallery is a very well-known gallery 
And it does a lot of the Dali, Salvador Dali, Andy Warhol, and a little bit of the, the, the surrealism stuff. And all three dolls that the art gallery wanted were serial killers. So they have H.H. H. Holmes, they have Albert Fish, and they have Ed Gein right now um, in, in the art gallery. So I have a few celebrities that have bought these, mostly rock bands. I think I have about 10 dolls now overseas, UK. And I have a couple of dolls that are actually being used in movie productions right now. People have asked you to create original style and design. So tell me about the movie stuff. James Wan, I'll give James Wan a plug. He's the one that created Annabelle. And I think he did he did all the Dead Silence dolls, Billy for Dead Silence. And he's just, you know, the master of what this is, which are these doll props. There is an actress, I'll give her a plug too. Her name is Emma Dark. She is out of UK. And she is she has her own little following there for doing independent horror movies. And she contacted me to do kind of like a generic ventriloquist puppet doll creepy looking guy to use in one of her movies which i did he was shipped out my intention is when i first started doing this i was thinking geez maybe i could start working in prop departments and maybe following in james wan's footsteps and do this for movies but it looks like i didn't have to what you're showing now by the way is dorothy puenta dorothy puenta was uh, ran out of the bed and breakfast in her house sacramento what they found out was she was killing all the people that lived in this guest house basically using their fortune their signature for social security and, and, and embezzling all their money the owner of that house now in sacramento contacted me her obviously she's she died in prison and actually wants a dorothy quentin doll for the house but back to back to oh. the dolls in the movies i thought that would be a great way to utilize this talent was to hopefully work for the movie someday first time in my life i've ever worked for myself like I said, I'm learning how to be a businessman, but I'm an artist first. When I first started these, like I said, it was a Halloween 2014, and I was just kind of decorating, just taking any old doll. Betty Davis as Baby Jane in the 1960s movie, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. This is a big girl. She is, I think she's she's over three feet tall. And like I said, there was no expense spared on the detail on her. So I sculpted over the entire face. This was a 1950s, they used to call them Play Pal dolls. And these were these just big, huge, life-size dolls that your daughter or, or your son, maybe your son wanted one, your daughter would get and she'd play. And these are so hard to find right now. There. And I used to do, when I first started this, everything over a big, giant doll. I used to do everything, everything was 30 inches. So I sculpted Betty Davis's face. These are glass eyes in Betty Davis's head. Believe it or not, like I said, I love that scavenger hunt on eBay. Her wig is from the New York City Opera Company. Can you believe this? I'm like, that's it. That's Betty Davis's hair. I love to find the vintage old dresses and I age them. Sometimes I'll go over them with brown paint, the coffee tray where you can bake things in the oven with coffee, you know, and then the old pantyhose and the old shoes. I can't part with her. So if I do trade shows and if I ever, I have to keep a few dollars for myself just to show people what I can do. She's going to stay with me, whether she likes it or not. She's, no, no. We got rats. That was her famous movie. Joan Crawford was also in this movie with Betty Davis, her arch enemy, who she hated. In the movie, Joan Crawford was in a wheelchair, and Betty Davis at one scene had to push the wheelchair down a flight of stairs. And Betty Davis was quoted as saying later that her favorite scene in any movie is when she got to push Joan Crawford down the flight of stairs in the wheelchair. This is episode 11 of Infinite Spaghetti, and episode 12 is your cousin Anthony. He, Ferrar, he so. better say nice things. Well, I'll let, I'll let you guys battle it up manson so this is like i said this is the most popular doll that i've sold manson he's got his helter skelter button on i do his little prison prison duds worthy and i actually try to put as much detail as he can he's got his little x manson carved an x in his forehead because he wanted to x out of society 
and then all his Manson girls. I did a the Susan Atkins, one of his devoted followers. I mean, all the girls shave their heads eventually and they X their foreheads out. He's got his actual prison number on his little shirt there. I had to get Charlie a little guitar. So I got this is it's in his case, but I got and he's even got his little guitar. Charles Manson, I don't know if many people know this, but he was actually a pretty talented songwriter. And this whole horrible path that he took really stemmed from just being bitter over a, a music career that never took off. Long story, but the reason why they went to uh, the Sharon Tate LaBianca's house is because Charles Manson believed that the people that didn't want him in the music industry were actually still living there, which he was mistaken and was just trying to seek revenge on that. But if you listen to some Charles Manson's old music that he was trying to get produced, it's not bad. You're not doing like Back to the Future or Star Wars or, you know, um, any of like never say never. or any of those. I mean, maybe I will. I right now kind of just doing darker things. Not like I said, not necessarily, not too dark, you know, clowns, evil clowns and things like that. But I do like to stay nostalgic. I do like to stay, like I said, 50s, 60s, 70s. But I want to do what I want to do. And I stopped doing commissions. I was taking commissions, but I just felt like I want to produce and make what I want to make. And my commissions were, can you do Annabelle? Can you do Chucky? They make some amazing Annabelle reproductions out there, Trick or Treat Studios and Mezco, and they make the Chucky dolls and they make the Billy from the Saw. I don't want to say this, but I mean, you can buy for less than you would pay for one of my dolls, a really nice Annabelle and a really nice Chucky. And it's already been done to me. But if I did do an Annabelle and let's say she came out perfect, it's nothing that you couldn't get mass produced. And I love to do the dolls that nobody else will touch. I did a Jack the Ripper. I did a Linda Blair Exorcist. I did a Son of Sam. You don't see a lot of Jim Morrison dolls. That's my Groovy Ghoulies series you're looking at right now. And the Groovy Ghoulies was a cartoon in the 1970s. Once again, retro flashback. And all those 1970s, we can talk about that. All those 1970s and those 1960s monsters, my favorite genre of monsters, again, going backwards. They were neon and they were the 70s toys, which I have a passion for, were done so badly sometimes and they were so cheesy that you've got to love them. They didn't really know what they were doing in the 70s yet. A lot of these toys were unsafe and they just kind of were putting, I don't know if you remember the Magos, the Migos. There were these superhero dolls they made in these really bad costumes with the little oven mitt gloves and everything they produced in the 70s was just so so out there and so far out. The monsters were all neon. 60s, 70s was the monsters, was the Adams Family. It was those Hammer, Christopher Lee, Dracula films. And the Groovy Ghoulies was the Saturday morning offering for the Munsters or the Adams family. I did, mine are called the Groovy Ghouls. It's kind of a takeoff. I did some Frankensteins. I did the mummy. I did the vampire lady. And I did some, there's the mummy. They did some of the, just a really cartoony version, still creepy, of those 60s, 70s monsters, which I love. And the Groovy Ghoulies, that's another line I'm doing. I'm doing a Groovy Ghoulies line. I'm doing a Dead Rock Stars. Jim Morrison was the first in the series of the Dead Rock Stars. There's Killer Clowns, which are little cuter, little smaller clowns. That one there, that was the Carnage Clowns, which are clowns that have been like ripped apart or uh, basically looks like special effects makeup. The Serial Killers line. And then I do Ghost Girls, which are just creepy little Annabelle type, but my take on them. So there's a whole, if, you, if you'll scroll through my Instagram and you'll look through my feed, you'll see reappearing themes and reoccurring series of dolls that I do. Sometimes I'll just do something that first thing that comes to the top of my head. Here's a creepy monster guy, and I'll give him a name. 
All my dolls come with certificates, adoption certificates. I have some really cool old-fashioned paper that you're signing away that you will take full responsibility of this creep and you're going to allow this creep to come into your home. So you'll get a little adoption certificate. I always throw a bag of goodies in there because I like to get goodies, so I'm sure you guys do too. So I'll always throw buttons and stickers and as much stuff as I can. Sometimes I'll throw some old comic books in there. So you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. It's just kind of a fun experience. I mean, I think, like I said, most of my customers are repeat customers. Because once you get that Twisted Tug box, it's a box that comes. It'll say Twisted Tug's on the box. And it's kind of un unwrapping that Willy Wonka chocolate bar. You're unwrapping the Twisted Tug's box, and you're getting all kinds of goodies and comic books and buttons and stickers. And at the bottom of the box is this horrific, horrible doll that you have to live with for the rest of your life. Your house is probably just filled with stuff related had, to this yeah, kind of I've genre. I've had a handle on it for a while, and now it's just a hoard. Anything <laughs> 60s, 70s, old comic books, it's just who I am. I love those old 70s magazines. And like Sometimes I won't even open up the magazine because the cover's good enough. There's Billy, that's Billy from Dead Silence. The artwork and the graphics on these, they just don't make... Well, some artists hand-painted those magazine covers. Basil Gogos was one of the main artists that did all those covers. The, the artwork on these covers is worth the price of the magazine. If you go on eBay, do your a favor go on ebay and see if you can find just punch in vintage monster magazines they're not expensive you can probably get them for ten dollars and under like i said just the covers alone or just throw them on your coffee table yes i have an extensive collection of everything i actually had wax dummies full size wax dummies from the hollywood wax museum in buena vista they closed and i saw uh, they were doing an auction about 10 years ago and I bought a bunch of the heads because I'm like, I can always attach the heads to a mannequin body. And you can imagine the fun I had trying to dress these things. So I went to this Hollywood Wax Museum, it was called. Very well known in, in, in Buena Vista, right by uh, Disney World. And we went there and I, I, one of my, me and my buddy, and we actually had to wear hard hats because they were tearing this wax museum down with something from a movie. And you could see like they were carrying out like John Travolta and, and all these <laughs> Julia Roberts. And we were wearing hard hats because they were literally demolishing the wax museum. I bought Bruce Lee, his head, Sylvester Stallone from that museum, and I forgot who else I bought. But as I've seen them at thrift stores or people selling them or eBay, I think I'm up to about 30 wax heads. I have Frank Sinatra, Joan Crawford, Betty Davis, Marilyn Monroe, Elvis Presley, I have Sammy Davis Jr. There's a lot, I have a lot of wax heads. Someday I'll put them back on bodies and stuff, but I have that collection. Everything can name vintage toys. 60s Wait, you toys. still have this in your condo or your apartment? Yeah, you don't want to open any up any cabinets in my house. Like you'll go to you know grab the bag of Doritos and there'll be like Sammy Davis Jr.'s head in there. I actually have a lot of Hollywood memorabilia, rock and roll memorabilia, a pair of Marilyn Monroe shoes, microphone that Elvis Presley recorded on, a lot of autographs. I have a lot of framed autographs. A lot of screen-worn clothes. There's not a lot that I don't collect. I'm going to switch now to your website because you also do shirts and a bunch yeah. of other stuff too. The website, it has all the merch. And the t-shirts I'm very proud of. We've, we've been cranking out these t-shirts and they're really popular. Jeffrey Avilas, I've got to give him a shout out. Jeffrey Avilas does all the cartoons on, you'll see on the shirts. He did the serial killer, you'll see. Um, he did Charles Manson. But what he does is he does a cartoon as if Charles Manson was a doll. So he's actually making a cartoon of my product. So it was Dream Date Charlie. And he does it in these 1960s, 70s cartoons, if you'll see. And it's a little girl sitting having a little tea party with this Charles Manson. And she even says, I'll follow you anywhere, Charlie. And he did Pogo the Clown as if Pogo the Clown was a doll. And he said, did a Jim Jones doll. 
um, which that was probably one of my best sculpts, the Jim Jones doll. I mean, he does a little cartoon about kids having punch with Jim Jones. And <laughs> Jeffrey Avilas, he also did my logo, that logo there. Were my first cult, Jeffrey Avilas did all this artwork. So thank you again, Jeffrey, if you're listening. Thank you, Jeffrey Avilas. Check him out on Instagram, Jeffrey Avilas Art. These clowns are uh, the shirts, I should say. These are shirts that I want to wear. So I did like a Shelly Duvall. There's some clowns there. I put Michael Myers' head on Frank Zane, the bodybuilder's body. One of the best sellers is Charles Manson's face there on Marilyn Monroe. We did. I would like to point out to the people who are listening to this as an audio cast that this is twistedtugsstudios.com. It's right on my Instagram. You had gotten some resistance from people, right, about the glorification of violence. Yeah, and I mean, it was inevitable. Sort of I knew that if you're going to make serial killer dolls, you know, I mean, we're going to have to we're going to have to talk about it. And like I said to you before we went on the air, it was just a conversation I didn't really want to have because I thought it was just implied that this is art. I didn't think we needed to have a conversation. But I'd rather just go, uh, you know, on the record, um, my official statement on it. Is, yeah, I have, a, like I said, I've made a hundred dolls this year. And the number one seller is the serial killers. More Charles Manson than any other doll I've ever made. And once in a while, you'll get somebody saying, you're glamorizing serial killers. How would the families feel about this? Completely understandable. I get, I love Sharon Tate. In fact, I have, I'm looking at a picture right now on the wall I have of Sharon Tate. Charles Manson basically had her murdered. I get it. I'm not glamorizing serial killers. I would never celebrate Charles Manson's birthday. I don't love Charles Manson. I love Charles Manson's story. We know who he is. He's a part of American history. He's iconic. And that story, as Netflix tells the stories, has the documentaries of the serial killers, because they're an interesting story in American history, I transform this to art. I'm not trying to get you to like serial killers. You can you can scroll. Like I said, think of me as a little madam to the wax museum. These people were the most wonderful people, but their story definitely deserves to be told because it's there and it's not going away. So these are just little pieces of history that are unavailable anywhere else. It's art. And art shows us not always the positive side and the happy side of life, but art should also also depict the negative and art should also depict the horrible. And that's what we're doing here. I make scary dolls and I make creepy dolls. Charles Manson's a scary, creepy guy. You know, so he's definitely a candidate. If you're watching a Michael Myers film or a Freddy film, you're paying money to watch people get murdered. It's Hollywood. But think about it. The joy of watching that movie is to see Michael Myers take out, you know, 10 kids. And what this is, is this is just another form of artwork of depicting scary people. I love it when people write me or tell me, you know, I, I would never get one of those dolls. In that, that would cre I could never have one of those dolls in my house. It's so creepy. How, how could someone put that creepy doll in their house? Oh, I've had people tell me that their girlfriend or their boyfriend will like throw a towel over it or will turn it the other way. That gives me joy. If I'm making something that's so realistic. I mean, it's a doll. So if I'm making something so realistic and so creepy that it actually scares you, legitimately scares you or makes you creeped out, my job is done. And with the serial killers, there's probably couldn't be any more perfect example of somebody that would be scary or creepy than these people that have done these horrible things. So that's why in my uh, description on Instagram, horrific and appalling dolls. And, and that's exactly what I'm doing. 
What are your plans for the future? If you were to tell me three years ago, I'd be sitting here talking with you and I'd be selling dolls. I don't know. Isn't that the beautiful thing, though, is I, I don't know. I just up and over. I The band Mastodon, the drummer, Ron Deller, bought a clown doll the other day. And the connections that I'm making and the people that I'm making, the number one thing that came out of this whole process, even better than selling the dolls, is the people that I'm meeting in this genre and the friends that I'm making and the artists that I'm I've never, like I said, I've never worked full-time in the art business, and I've never worked in the horror genre before. And the people that I'm making, the creative people, like yourself, the people that I'm meeting are the fruit of what's coming from this. So those connections could lead anywhere. Like you said, maybe I'll collaborate with Anthony on a movie in the next couple of years. For me, that's the best thing. I definitely want to start doing the conventions. Monster Palooza, Mask Fest, Son of Monster Palooza. I'm a virgin. I'm absolutely ready for all these things to go and check out and, and, and meet the people. Yes, Facebook page. And I like to make little, you know, little videos. And you'll see if you go on my Instagram, like I did a BTK and I put the song, My Guy, you know, nothing you can do. And I'm trying to make them a little funny. And then I'll try to put, obviously the Jim Morrison song had the doors. So I make these little snippet videos and they get a lot of, you'll see, they get a lot of views. So TikTok is dedicated to those little videos. If you want to check me out on Twisted Tug Studios, TikTok, all the videos are on there videos on my Instagram. Check me out. There's something for everybody on my site. I don't expect everybody to buy a Ted Bundy doll. There are some really cool, if you like old clowns, there's no demographic that I've nailed onto yet. It's just so all over the board. So just take a look at my website. Take a look. Go to Instagram. It's probably the best way to see my dolls because it's the freshest. Just go to my Instagram, scroll through. I love to hear your comments. There's nothing I can't take. Let me know. Give me your comments. And see if there's something for you. I can guarantee you the dolls go fast, but if you really want one, you'll get one. If it goes really fast, I'll probably make another. I'm really proud to be doing this. I'm proud to have my dolls in people's homes and in art galleries, in movies. Can't believe I'm sitting here saying this right now. So like I said, if there's something that you want to do, if, if you feel artistic or there's something that you've always wanted to try, do it. Just do it. If there's something you wanted to sell, if there's something that you've always wanted, you're never too late. And I really do believe, take it from me, there's always time to do everything you wanted to do in life. Oh, he had such talent and he never used it. How, don't be that guy. And you don't have to be. And I'm, I'm living proof that you don't have to be that guy. So if there's something that, you know what, I should have tried it. I should have done it. If you don't get anything else from this video, just do it. Set up a little Instagram and just, you don't have to sell it right away. Just do a little show and tell account. Like, you know, let's say you paint rocks. Some people are very good at painting rocks. I used to paint rocks. Take a picture of your rock. Set up a little Instagram account and just see what happens. And I guarantee you, you'll get motivated because somebody's going to say, I love your unicorn rock. And it will just inspire you and motivate you. And you'll probably end up doing Sally's Twisted Rocks. Don't be afraid to try anything. And don't be afraid to push what you love to do. The best thing that can happen to anybody out there is to die loving what they love to do. So. Thank you for watching Infinite Spaghetti. If you like the show, please share, comment, subscribe, rate, review. Shows like this only exist with the constant support of its viewing audience. For great cosplay content and amazing podcasts, head over to projectnerd.com. That's project-nerd.com.